Welcome everyone to another episode of the amazing, the incredible, don't gas it up too much, Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd. I'm here with my main man, JB, and we're here with another review. I know you've probably been missing us, but we are here. What's going on, JB? How you doing, man? Well, what a week. What, <laughs> what a week. Fucking week. Um, I think it's worth us diving into it straight away just to get it out of the way because this is a review show. This isn't a, you know, one of our shooting the shit kind of shows, but it's been a hell of a week. It, you know, let's get this straight and out of the way quickly. Today is Sunday, a recording day. So we are in the middle of SummerSlam slash NXT. NXT hasn't happened yet. SummerSlam has Rampage happened. And I'm almost certain almost fucking certain that the best chris in all of podcasting and i mean that you know that can anyone anyone named chris can take it however the fuck they want i don't care the <laughs> best chris has a take on it so take of course. It take it away chris and and let's be honest Let's hope it's not a terrible wrestling take because there's only one of those, and that is our main man, Bishop. Shout out to my brother, um, our, our man in the States. Big, um, big shout to Bishop because uh, I, for some insane reason, was allowed to jump on his uh, Twitter space last night for SummerSlam for his watch-along. And him and Justin at Justin Time 211, they were killing it. It was a lot of fun until I tapped out at around 2.45 our time in the morning. I think there was probably about an hour and a half left of the show. I just couldn't handle it. I was so tired. I just had to, had to go. Because It's because you weren't on the beak. Because you're straight yeah. edge, um, you weren't on the beak, dude. Because, <laughs> so, because I drink things like grape soda. That's right. Man, I'm on the one of the most British of drinks as well at the moment, dandelion and burdock. Oh, <laughs> Oh shit, dandelion and burdock. Fucking who knows about the dandelion and burdock? Big up yourselves. Well, you know what I mean, I'm almost again. I'm almost certain here that it definitely butters his parsnip. Oh, for for sure, it puts lead in my pencil. It butters my parsnip. It does all of the above. There's a there's a phrase that picked up a fair bit of traction last time. Buttering <laughs> of a parsnip. Um, so let's talk rampage really quick. Um. Yeah. I, did, I did watch Dynamite. I didn't enjoy it. Again, well, we, we mention it every week when we chat in the week. I say, I'm watching Dynamite. You send a laughing emoji. I say something disparaging about the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah. that's just how it goes. It's a thing. Rampage, I set my alarm. I got up early. I got up at 3 a.m. to watch it, you know, our time. And then watch the hour show. Wish I hadn't seen the second half an hour of it. And then went back to bed because I had work. Yeah. So it's still grinding. Yeah. So you saw it. What did you think? Uh, well, if I'm honest, I, I also watched Dynamite. I was happy that, I, yeah, but I was happy that MJF won. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it had to go that way. We spoke about it on um, on it's a shoot, brother. We 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 spoke about it and we said there was only one way it was ever going to go. 
it or it, it, one way it could go, and that's MJF winning it. What, whatever, however it happened, it happened. You know, mess, just more meh booking, uh, really. But it happened. Um, Rampage now. If people have had their heads in the sand up their asses, um, they wouldn't know. But anyone who knows anything about the wrestling world at the moment knows about the talk that CM Punk was coming back to wrestling and he was going to be signed by AEW. It was the worst kept secret in wrestling. It was the worst kept secret in wrestling. It was basically done to sell out um, the Chicago arena that they were in. Uh, timed in that way, leaked in that way. So basically it was a partnership with the rag sheets, um, basically doing the bidding of Tony Khan. Um, it happened. CM Punk turned up on Rampage. Did you so happen to see the media thing that happened afterwards, which is basically it was on YouTube and it was like 50 minutes and it was... CM Punk and Tony Khan in front of a mic. Oh man, it was the worst side of wrestling journalism I've seen, like I've ever seen. Like, it, and it was, it was, it was all the the invited guests that were asked that were in some of them, some of the wrestling journalists. And there's my quotations. Man, these guys, fucking marks, and not even in the good way, like weird marks. You know, it's <laughs> the way that. You know, it's boot licking, it's ass kissing, it's, you know, brown eyes, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's powder puff questions. It's, and I, I, I would name them if I could be bothered, but. Yeah. I mean, I, all, I, I basically saw it when it started and it was Tony Khan grinning like a, 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 a child. Cat that got the cream. Yeah. Yeah. Cat that got the cream. It was. It was slightly sickening, but that said, Rampage, the way they did it was all right. It was they had to do it that way. They had they they, they had to they had because you couldn't long out the show because the whole show would have just been the whole crowd chanting CM Punk for the whole fucking hour. Um, so they had to bring him out straight away. You're telling me that fans were trying to hijack a show with their shit chanting. Uh, I, I hard to believe. I know, but yes. Um, and so they had to do it. He had to come out and sit cross-legged in the middle of the ring. Um, he had to do it. Yeah, you know, it was all right. It was, you know, if it, it had, it. I mean, I, I was all for it. He came out. It was massive pop, huge pop. You know, let's not you know, dig too far into what we were seeing, you know, people saying the greatest pop of all time, biggest pop of all time. No, it wasn't. It was a man, you know, getting his ego stroked in his hometown. I mean, it was... fine. That's totally fine. Great. But his promo was all right. He said he was winging it up until the point where he called out Derby. And at that point, you realise it's two baby faces going out in Chicago in his hometown at All Out, and it's... And Derby's going to get booed, and Punk ain't coming to lose. Yeah, of course, Punk ain't going to lose. Of course, he's not. Like, I mean, I, I, like I say, I wouldn't have, but I wouldn't have started him off against Darby Allen. I, I really wouldn't. Whether Punk has chosen Darby Allen because possibly Sting could get involved, and then you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Of heels 
that should have been sticking their nose in that one. There should have definitely... I think someone could have interrupted him. Um, I mean, seven years, you might just give him that moment. And someone, yeah, but then... Someone will interrupt him on Wednesday. Well, th this is what I'm hoping. This is what... So he's going to come, he's going to batter Darby Allen. It's a weird one that basically they're just using. I, like I say, it's just a weird one, that one for me. Um, and then hopefully it's someone like MJF. I would love to see MJF just calling him Philip. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait for that. I'm, I'm here for that. Um, so I'm not going to take a tornado turd on AEW. They, they filled out the arena. They packed it with people. They, they, the, the pop was nice. It was a hometown thing. And then they, they got a dead show afterwards. You know, the whole show was completely dead afterwards. It was completely on its ass. It um, crap. I mean, it yeah. was, there, there was only, you know, that was it. That's what people came to see. They, and you know, they ended up with ice creams as well. Yeah. Like, but outside of that, we spoke about Jade Cargill in our last episode. And, you know, there is, there is clearly a reason why she's not working the main shows. You know, she slingshotted someone into a rope last week on dark or whatever it was, or elevation. You know, how many shows do they have? Um, it wasn't good. This week on Rampage, she gets Kira Hogan, who's in her third match after joining from Impact Wrestling. She's 0-3. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, you've, she might have made the wrong choice. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just... It's weird sometimes what they do to people in, in, in that, AEW. That forbidden door needs to lock if some if you're just going to job people on it. But on your yeah, show. I mean... But that, that that's why they're, they're pushing Jade Cargill so hard. Yeah. Um, and they, they, you know, the AEW marks are always talking shit about Vince McMahon and WWE pushing these muscle guys who can't work. But look what they're doing with Jay Cargill. She's a muscle gal, you know what I mean? And they're pushing her, but she can't work, bruv. Yeah, that's um, something she needs to work on. Um, and the other problem I had was the main event. It was, you know, one of your very, very classic WCW TV time remaining matches at the end of like you know your nitros where Goldberg would get two minutes to obliterate someone that was with his entrance and this happened on Rampage where poor old Moxley got three four minutes for his entrance and then you realize there's only four minutes left of the show and so they had to squeeze in as much as they could in four minutes as well as run-ins and Sting and Darby out there to celebrate at the end of the show. So Darby celebrating as the big as a big babyface with the babyface team. And now you've got until the 5th of September, which is how long away? Two weeks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, about that. Weeks. Yeah. To turn him around, because you can't book him as a babyface, he'll get a few girly screams. Like but Hardy, but that's it. Like I say, I, I, I can't shit on CM Punk's um, entrance into AEW. Fuck knows, and, and I will reiterate that, fuck knows how much money Tony Khan has spent on getting CM Punk. Let's, let's just speculate on that. Seven figures. You know, we're talking big money here, yeah? Talking, like Talking a milli. We're, we're talking a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. You know, we're talking, you know what I mean? We're talking bucks. So, 
you know, great. And 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 yes, it is going to be because I listened. Shout out again to um, our man uh, Bishop. Terrible wrestling takes. I listened to his ass Bishop, and he kind of. I I was in the realm of that. I actually thought it was a bit of a ploy by AEW and the rag sheets to just get more eyes watching AEW, and that there was a possibility that CM Punk weren't going to turn up. You also kind of. We're, we're, we're looking at that as a possibility as well. Um, basically saying that, look, they, you know, all this p- stuff they're putting out there about Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson and CM Punk was kind of, they were longing it out to get people to watch it, which yes, that that's what they did. But I truly think that Chicago would have rioted uh, if CM Punk didn't, didn't show up. So, you know, yes, I was uh, slightly, uh, what's the word? Uh, pulling, yanking the cranks of the AEW marks on the groups and stuff, saying, nah, he ain't going to fucking show up, mate, whatever. You know, and part of me did think, nah, man, he ain't going to show up. Um, You know, because it had been pushed so hard, I thought, nah, he's not going to show. But then the closer we got to it, it was like, if he doesn't show, literally it would be an LOD Chicago street fight in Chicago, all against all fucking brutality. So he he had to show up in the end. Um, so you know we he did, yeah he did produce so he produced and you know whether we're gonna get um you know whether we're gonna get the 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 CM Punk that people you know we're gonna get that Phil Is that what, are we gonna get him? Look at his little smirky face. Yeah. Next to uh, Hardy, who's also in AEW at the moment. Um, Oh, Cena's popping his little head up. He was there at SummerSlam. Um, Triple H as well. Let's talk about Triple H for a moment. He announced something that NXT UK were a partnership with Enfield Town Football Club. Yes, we spoke about this. Funnily enough, I got asked about this last night. Um, I actually bought their shirt, bro. I've actually bought... Yeah, I looked I went, at the shop. I I was very tempted to look at it. Shop. Like I looked. Nah, at it. I pre-ordered, bro. <laughs> I'm fucking waiting for my uh, Enfield Town Stroke NXT UK football shirt. Fair play. Like, and I did see it, and I did have a little look to check the price and see if it was see if it was worth it. I don't I don't remember what happened. I think I got sidetracked because I was doing something, but. I made an impulse buy. I I just thought, you know what? I'm a Tottenham fan, which ain't too far from Enfield. Yeah, all right. Did, what was the score in the end today with your boys? I, it was nil-nil when I watched. Missed it. The game was called off. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's Enfield. I've got family living in Enfield. You know what I mean? It's um North London. It's pretty close to Tottenham. So, I've got no problem wearing an Enfield Town football shirt. The fact that it's got NXT UK written on the front of it, it's a collector's edition. You know what I mean? I thought, fuck it, man. Impulse buy. I've done it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well, sorry, not sorry, actually. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but moving over slightly, uh, yeah. let's get let's jump to SummerSlam quickly because you know people want to hear about what we got to say about the Battle Royal. Obviously, well, well, um, well, basically, can I just quickly say as well about like, are we going to get the CM Punk that we are used to? No, I think now, literally, and this is my fucking take on it, my hot take. It's all downhill from now, bro. Like they're not gonna. That that was the pinnacle. Excuse the pun. Will he move the needle? Well, he, he, I think the ratings will go up for a little while. Did we get but, the numbers for Rampage yet? Uh, I don't know, mate. No, I, uh, I haven't. I haven't seen it. But like I say, I, I can't see. I mean, you know, I, I can't see 
the booking getting any better. And, you know, they've got CM Punk, great get, but what are they going to do with him? That's going to be the question. And I don't know the answer yet. So, I mean, I, for, for me, that was the peak. They're, they've literally, they've blown their wad already with CM Punk in my eyes. Like, that's it. They, all the hype, they've got him. Um, they've blown their wad. Tony Khan's fucking bukkake'd. Um, you know, he's covered in, um, he's covered in the, in, in the CM Punk love. Um, and I think it's all downhill from here now. I, I honestly, I can't see them getting much better. I mean, Brian Danielson, if he shows up, you know, could probably have some good matches with CM Punk. Great. That might be good. Uh, he's, he's due to turn up at the, uh, the New York show. The one that, um, that Stan Smith Stadium or something. No, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brian Danielson turns up, CM Punk and him will probably have a good couple of matches. Moxley just annoys me. Um, the way he, the, that, the way he does his face and the way he was bowling into dynamite and then got battered by 2.0. Like, I was like, good. You're walking like a wanker. Good. I'm, you know, tw- sorry. He's a twat. Let's, let's jump into something. <laughs> um, very very hit and miss you know the the you know becky lynch is back she wins the smackdown women's title in in two moves she beats uh bianca belair she yeah. Bianca. Um, yeah people straight away some of these great journalists you know the rag sheets brother um saying how buried she is and how oh this is terrible this is so you know, well that's how surprise works man like you know, what are they going to do? Wrestle a full-on match? No, full, full and well that Bianca hadn't prepared for Becky. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not, fit, like, I'm not saying it was a great idea because I don't think it is a good idea changing your title, but nobody's buried. They'll have, they'll have matches all, you know, through the autumn and maybe even the winter. Yeah, that, that feud is only just beginning. Nobody's buried. Brock Lesnar's back as well. He's, He's come out and confronted Roman and Paul Heyman straight away. After the cameras went off at SummerSlam, he beat up John Cena because he's brought fucking Lesnar. Do he wants? Of course he can. Um, Edge and Seth Rollins rocked. What a great! Did you see Edge's entrance? Yeah. Uh, he... yeah the brood entrance. I mean, I was so gutted that Gangrel wasn't there with him. Bro, our man Dave. Yeah, Gangrel. I'm gutted he wasn't, but you know what I mean. The brood still, the the theme tune still kicking. It's a banger, absolutely. Yeah. Um, really good match. I I enjoyed that one, um, as well as Roman and Cena. It was a decent enough match where Cena ends up getting beat clean. You know, say what you will, he's a company man. Can do the job. He does what he's asked. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, he yeah, that's right. I mean, he 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 did the job. Um. I'm still for he me. He didn't lose his smile. He didn't say that doesn't work for me, brother. He just no. he just did the job. He didn't go crying off to Jack Tunney. No, I mean you know, and he could have done if he wanted to. You know what I mean? But if, for me, WWE is still a little bit bit stale for me as well. You know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah, I need some more excitement. It's it's not titillating me enough. Well, I think I think Brock Lesnar will do that, but you'll have to wait till Friday probably to find out. Um. Logan Paul sh- showed up. He's going to be on Raw Monday. I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, I mean that was he was at Mania, weren't he? 
yeah, I think he did. He was at Mania and it did get some attention, but him showing up on Raw, I don't think he's gonna gonna do anything. I think CM CM Punk showing up at AEW has overshadowed Brock's return. Um, well, it's, it's only as as you know as fresh as your latest memory, and my latest memory is is of SummerSlam. Like, yeah, I know what happened on Rampage and that, but now we're talking about. Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, we're talking about Lashley and Goldberg's match. Um, oh, man. I mean, yeah, fucking, it's, it's nuts, man. You know, like, I'm really happy for Damian Priest. He won the US title. He beat Sheamus in a in an interesting match, to say the least. It looked like Priest got injured halfway through. And there's also that headbutt from Sheamus to Priest, and you saw the mark afterwards on his head. Like, really good stuff. Like, I'm not advocating that people should be hard way headbutting everyone, but if you can get it right without hurting someone, then by all means. <laughs> but yeah, this weekend rolls on because uh, NXT is next up and it is, uh, there's a Water and Dragonov rematch, which I cannot wait to see. Yep. Samoa Joe. Joe and Cross has gone off the boil a little bit, but I'm, I'm fine with that. And, and Adam Cole and uh, his former partner, whose name escapes me. What's going on in my brain today? Uh, Kyle, is it Kyle? Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, yeah. I was thinking Bobby Fish in my head, and I think yeah. it's definitely not Bobby Fish. He's been released. I mean, um, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole had a bit of a slobber knocker at TakeOver the last one, didn't they? This is a best of three falls, I think. Yeah, you know, when they were smashing each other through the fucking entrance ramp and yeah. stuff like that. So... I think I can hear someone tooting their horn in the background. I think they're waiting for us to jump in the motor. Yep. Let's so jump in, baby. Let's uh, let's dust ourselves off. Let's jump in, turn that shit up to 88, and head not that far from where we are. No. Let's head to London. Um, now, I know heading to London would think, you might think, we go, oh, no, they're watching Capital Carnage again. No, we're not. <laughs> we are... We are diving to October 3rd, 1991. And I forgot the date of this and realised how close it was to, to survive a series of 91. Yeah. All of that stuff. And, like, there's so much to talk about on that. But we are at the Royal Albert Hall. Now, this is a classy fucking joint. So wipe, classy. Your, wipe your feet on the way in, hang your jacket up, sit down with a nice cognac or something like that. Because this is this is going to be a classy you night. Know, I should have worn a nice hat and you know a bow tie, but I didn't think of it. <laughs> nice, cool, bruv. We're all right. We get the pass. We got the hood pass, bruv. Put on your Amstrad Sky, you know, Sky Digital box, or not even digital at this point. Your analog Sky box because we're, right. t- we're turning into Sky Movies Plus. Yep. Now there's a throwback, Sky, Sky Movies Movie. Plus. Trust me, bro. We weren't even on Sky Sports yet. Nah. <laughs> it was on Sky One and Sky Movies Plus. Yep. An attendance of around five thousand for the battle royal at the Royal Albert Hall for the you know for the main event anyway for the coveted Royal Samovar Trophy, and there is the VHS copy which we mentioned beforehand. I'm pretty sure everyone that ever watched wrestling in the UK had a copy of this somewhere. And if you didn't, you're a fucking dickhead. You know what I mean? 
even your casual fans. And we caught and a lot. Of, we caught caught a lot of you fuckers trying to sell this copy on at the boot sales. Yes, you know, <laughs> every boot sale for many years you'd go to. If you saw any wrestling videos, it would be that fucker right there, Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall. Shame that, any of you that tried to sell it. That's right. Shame on you. And it was it was part of the European Rampage, which was you know. Uh, was after the UK rampage um, around 1990, 1991. Um, and as Jordan said, we are on October the 3rd, 1991. I was the uh, crisp age of nine years old. Um, considerably, I remember he's considerably it. older than me, everyone. I was only four. I was watching it, bro. I was watching it. I, 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 I stayed up. I was like, I... I you know, I literally told my parents, I was like, I am fucking, I'm staying up. I don't care if I got school. I it's like, I, no, I literally, I'm, you know, I, I don't give a shit. I'm staying up. And I did. Uh, now, this this show is uh, sponsored by the Daily Star of all newspapers. Now, if for anyone that's listening outside of the UK, the Daily Star is what I would probably call the Observer. If you want <laughs> to do a fucking piece of shit newspaper slash rag sheet, because that's what this newspaper is. It's a rag sheet. It's like the sun. It's like the mirror. All those crappy newspapers that, you know, I mean, you hate to generalize, right. but it's their piece, they're garbage. Absolute Dude. garbage newspapers. The Daily Star was the paper that, you know, if you wanted to spank the monkey you would get the daily star because it had tits in it basically so <laughs> it was like a newspaper but with like loads of page free girls in it and if you don't know what a page free girl is shout out to our fans in america or whoever it's basically in the newspapers on page three you used to have um you know a a, a chick with her lils out yeah, a bird yeah a bird with her tits out that was it yeah, that was it that was pretty much it. That's what we've grown up around. So, yeah. so we're messed up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, for some reason, we're sponsored to that, like here on the here at the Battle Royal with by a really shitty newspaper. Yeah. But I mean, the vet, the shots, the camera shots. What a venue this is! Royal Albert Hall, mate. When I was at school, we had like this. Um, it was like a choir contest, right? And it was like loads of schools went into this thing and done done like this choir thing. And then we went to the Royal Albert Hall, and where where that ring was, we sat in that middle bit and sung like hymns and songs and all that. And everyone, yeah, no, don't laugh. You're just hating, bro. So I've been in that middle bit there, singing hymns, singing songs with me, you know, the folks all around the outside and that, you know what I mean? It was, I think it was a Christmas thing. So, you know, little donkey, shit like that. You know little what I mean? Donkey. Yeah, man. On this dusty Dude. road. You know that Dude, tune. Dude, Chris was in the choir. Bruv, old school bangers, bruv, from back in the day, sitting cross-legged in the hall, assembly tunes. Do you reckon what? you could throw up a little remix and like have a bit of garage on that? Blatantly, it's all about the garage. Shout garage, about garage donkey. Shout about people just do nothing, man. Big show. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been in the Royal Albert Hall, Albert Hall, very classy venue, like Jordan's saying. It's got the royal box, it's got some absolutely huge organ um in the corner, yes. which we see more of later on. Classy, bro. If Cla I pure class. it to anything 
that people might have seen if they've not seen the show or don't want to access it or can't access it on Peacock because I don't know how that's working at the minute in the US. If you watched the UK NXT UK Championship Tournament, the UK Championship Tournament when it first came into Blackpool and like you saw the venue, like the the interior of the venue of Blackpool's what is it, Winter Gardens? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Think of that, but think of like 10 times classier than that with a royal box and everything else in between. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, not like really quality venue. Yeah, like red satin boxes all around this like circular kind of coliseum type shit. It's like the Royal Abbott Hall is classy as shit, dude. It's like, you know. The fans in attendance could barely hang on to their monocles when David Boy Smith came out. Absolutely. They were spilling their tea. Um, as they, as he was coming out, you know. Um, we are welcomed by one of the greatest duos in commentary history, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan. Um, Bobby will correct Gorilla straight away, dear chap. Yeah. <laughs> the Robert of Heenan. Um, Lord Brain. Lord Brain, indeed. Um, the way It's just the way he does it. It's just classic, like, Heenan. He just waits for Gorilla to finish his thing, and he's just like... No, 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 good sir. <laughs> he's like Sir Robert of Heenan, Lord Brain. Like, something he will do all night long. And it's class. really, yeah. Um, we get into the matches pretty quickly because, you know, that's what we're going to do. Because there's a, for, for a show like this, it's quite a lot of matches to get through. And I mean, here's a man that's working uber double duties tonight. He's, this, I hope this guy got paid a ton. Jimmy Hart. He is everywhere on this fucking show. This, at, at this point, he brings out the Nasty Boys, one of Jameson's least favourite wrestling teams, I might yeah. add. Uh, yep. You can mention that on a show with us. Uh, you can go and check that out anytime on either, you know, our wrestling podcasts, wherever you get them, all the good places, or on YouTube. <laughs> See how I... Get these plugs in. Love it, bro. So, yeah, Jameson did not like the Nasty Boys. Um, we get a nice little pop for the Rockers, who are the opponents, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, who are a couple of months away from splitting up. That's right. I think because this match kind of, again, sets a little bit of a tone. If we, oh, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get to it. Um, Marty Jannetty blows his nose on... Uh, one of the nasty boys' jackets, and I could have sworn that a load of talcum powder or something just came flying out like that jacket, like when they handed it over. Uh, <laughs> Ta- talcum powder, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, um, just a bit Johnson, of a- and- yeah, yeah, Johnson, and Johnson. I'm not suggesting anything right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those shows where it's in the UK, and the UK at this point is starved for big time wrestling they've been boot like uk wrestling been booted off tv by uh, was it greg dyke the man that uh and went on to be in charge of the fa our football association all that shit uh, yeah he was in charge of itv at the time and he had had enough of wrestling so he kicked it off the air on a saturday afternoon so there wasn't a lot of wrestling around on television you had wcw on ITV affiliates. LWT. Yes, because it was on... they weren't all on at the same time in the... Yeah, the so it, 
it, it, that's the thing because you had in, in the UK we had it was like Channel Three, but on the weekends or whatever it was like London weekend television, or you had Anglia. So you had like it was weird, but Ang- yeah, I mean Anglia would sit WCW in a graveyard spot of about two in the morning. Yeah, shame on them. Yeah. Bastard. I mean, LWT used to play at like I think one thirty in the afternoon after Thunder in Paradise on Saturday. Yeah, my my poor dad had to you know set the video recorder and all that so I could watch like an hour of WCW you know in like worldwide. It was worldwide, yeah. WCW, night, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Remember that shit. Um, but yeah, we we move on. So yeah, they start for a lot of like wrestling action, and I mean this crowd into every little thing. Popping like easy, easy night for some of these guys. Yeah. You know, lots of crowd interaction, especially from the rockers doing the uh doing the, the fake tags and the refs asking the crowd, and the crowd are really into it and like agreeing with the anything the rockers do. Um at this point, I will say two beautiful super kicks from Shawn Michaels. Um anyone that's doing super kicks. Go back and watch them and take note. And that means you, Matt, and Nick. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we, we didn't even talk about poor old Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus, did we? We didn't. But, you know, it's by, too now, late. by now people will know that they didn't win. Yeah, of course. They're having to go through a tournament to see if they can face the young bucks in a cage at All Out. The young cucks. <laughs> <laughs> um in the midst of all of this, I hear Gorilla Monsoon call the uh, Real World Championship belt, which is being carried around by Ric Flair, and it's just the WCW slash NWA title, a piece yep. of junk. Yeah. And that must have got up a few noses. Oh, of course it did. Gino didn't, didn't fuck about, mate. Gino nah, he, was... he does not. He is very no. much a WWF man, and he always would be. And, yeah, that was... Uh, I mean... Every now and again, you'd get a little slice shoot dig from Gorilla, and I loved it. Oh, we're here for it. Uh, we got lots of outside tricks from the Nasty Boys. Um, something that confused and annoyed me was the uh, rest hold from Nobbs when he was standing on the apron resting for three minutes. He got in the ring and put on a rest hold. Yeah. I was like, are you that out of fucking shape? Well, yeah, they are, clearly. He was <laughs> fucking Nasty Boys. Well, yeah, lot of people said, yeah, they, they were. Um, Ref originally didn't see the hot tag, and then he does see the hot see a like a hot tag. It's like this match sort of fell apart because there was huge confusion before the end when the ref counted a two when Janetti I think was count was on top of someone, and it sounded like there was a third slap of the mat. So the fans cheered. Even Gorilla and them said it was over. Yeah. And it wasn't. Some something else must have made that sound. And um Nobbs uses the mega Jimmy Hot's megaphone on Marty Gennetti, which gives the nasty boys the win. And then you see Shawn Michaels throwing a bit of a shit fit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you were you were talking about. Yeah. Sowing the seeds ever so slowly. And I love it. Yeah. Like not just beating the shit out of him there and then and hot shot in the whole thing. They took their time. And I mean, this is probably two months, maybe three months before Janetti tries to dive through the window to escape. Yeah, he died. 
act of cowardice. Act of cowardice. That's it. Jumping through the window to escape. <laughs> There's a lot of cuts to Mean Gene in this, so we're going to just keep going. Uh, he is with Ric Flair. The real, the real world champion. The real world champion, Ric Flair. Ric Flair yeah. says he wants Roddy Piper, and he's the man. We get a big woo. I'm going to do it. Woo! Do it, baby. Honestly, this is prime flair. This is, you know, flair had literally just joined the WWF at this time. Yeah, he joined in the summer. Yeah. So, so he'd been there a couple of months, you know, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, he'd, be, he'd been there, you know, a few months uh, just getting involved in it. Um, love to see it at that time. It was great. It's peak WWF, isn't it? Yeah. It's peak flair. Yeah. Uh, it's Tito Santana and the, as the ring announcer Mel Phillips describes him, the self-proclaimed real world champion, Ric Flair. Um, Bobby Heenan suggests that they'd like Rick to be the prime minister. Yeah. When you're thinking back at the time in 1991, then you might be right. Would have been a good shout. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure who's in charge at this point. Is it? Who is it? John Major? No. Yeah, Major. <laughs> It might have been John Major or it might have been Tony Blair. I don't know. Uh, no, no, Blair was way later. Yeah, so it was it was it was John Major, I'm pretty mm. sure. Um now when did Thatcher step down? Before 91, I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh John Major, yeah, he could have taken over John Major's job. John Major was the leader of the Conservative Party from 1990 to 97. There you go. So he he may well have been uh he resigned in 1995. So, where, where, yeah, John Major. Yeah, I think it was John Major. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So they'd like uh, Rick Flair to be the Prime Minister. Um, Rick is using every trick in the book, everything he's got. Only thing about this match is, and this isn't a, a jab on anyone, it's that it was moving at the pace of a Flair match that was going to go 60 minutes because it always picks up in the last 15 and last 20, like, and it really goes into high gear. But this match was never going an hour. No. This was going to be 20 minutes at most. It wasn't even that. But it was it was at a slow pace, and um, I just, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't quite get into it. Bobby Heenan, however, is... You know, really, Ric Flair's mouthpiece whenever Ric Flair's not on the microphone. And it is just class. Everything. It's brilliant. It, everything he's coming, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, when 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 Flair comes in and he's in the ring, you know, and he's got the the W he's got the WCW belt still, and he's wearing it, and he's wearing it on on their you know these shows, and he's he's you whipped know, it out on Sky Movies Plus. You know what I mean? He's just fucking whipped it out, and like you know, Heenan's like, yo, I, I feel like I should stand up for this, you know, and then they cut to a a, a thing of of Heenan just standing up, saying, stand up, Monsoon, you know, and he's like standing there with his hands up like and monsoon's like will you sit down you know and he's like no he's you know you should be standing this is the real world champion you know and he's like he's talking about tea and trumpets um <laughs> you know it's uh yeah it's, it's something else he uh it's i can't remember when he mentions it but he does say that he's got an invitation from uh from old charlie yeah of tea at buckingham palace that's right 
And uh, yeah, he just he, he hangs on to that one for a while on this show. Um, brilliant. There's a really long figure four. I didn't like that spot either. That it either should have won the match or that he should have broken out of it quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit long, but it did allow Bobby Heenan to uh, say the line, ring the bloody bell, mate, yeah. uh, which was just fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> ring the bloody bell, mate. You wonder why it. people say that we're super British. Yeah. Love um, it. Flair does his typical top rope spot, which, you know, I, I, I mean, I always find it funny. I never, I don't think I've ever gotten bored of that. Oh, what, when he's... Uh... He, what when he flips over in the corner or when he, yeah, when he, he climbs the top rope and he gets caught? Yeah, that happened to Bobby Lashley last night at SummerSlam, but Bobby Lashley almost hurt himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, Goldberg tried to do the whole thing with flare, like the flare spot, and oh man, it's bad. Go and check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, Rick Flair then decides that Tito does not need his pants anymore. Yeah, bare asses him, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> he bare asses him in the middle of the Royal Albert Hall. Yes. Yeah, oh man, that's. I mean, Tito's got that claim. I had my ass out at the Albert Hall. Um, it's true. Usually, it's Flair, you know, in the cage matches, getting bare assed, isn't it, or whatever. Geez. You know, we've we've done a couple of shows where Flair ends up uh, bare assing, you know, showing his cheekage. <laughs> so yeah, Flair wins holding the trunks, but he really gets a hold of the trunks. You can. You can almost see what Tito had for lunch. You can um, almost see his knackers, bruv, the way he pulls <laughs> them up. <laughs> yeah, the I didn't really I wasn't too thrilled that we almost got you know the meat and veg shot. Yeah. Um, we almost saw his taco, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great match, but you know, we'll we'll move on from it. Uh, mean Gene again is backstage with Big Boss Man this time and Bossman says he's going to uphold the law, take out the trash. You know, very, very basic promos. Um, there are a couple the, of promos that we will get to, but the um the, the footage on the network is the live feed yes. from from the from the night that was on Sky Movies. But on the VHS, you get a um suburban commando commercial. Yeah, I think they yeah, they did definitely cut that. Yeah. They cut that because, um, you know, uh, Gene's talking about, oh, uh, that would be a great little uh, prize for me, a couple of tickets to see Suburban Commando. Because obviously Hogan's not there this night. Well, this is the thing. There are a lot of names that don't make this trip. Or make a lot. This, make this leg of the trip. Yeah, it's um, so Savage, no Jake Roberts, no Hogan. No Bret Hart. No Bret, yeah. There's like there's quite a few names off the list there. Um. No Ted DiBiase, no Virgil, no, yeah. no definitely no Virgil. Um, <laughs> making that fuck money. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, we move on to it's an almost it's an in the arena interview. It's uh, Earthquake and Jimmy Hart. I told you, Jimmy's making some serious money tonight. Uh, Earthquake makes a boat and a uh, boat and plane joke, which like. Did he, was he not in character here? Was he just like trying to be funny? Or? I know, yeah, it was a weird one, man. Yeah. It was uh, very strange. He also says that he's going to win the Battle Royal, which, you know, of course you are, every, of course everyone you are. says that now. Yeah. Yeah, Earthquake and Jimmy stay out in the arena because they're up next against the big boss man. Uh, Quake flexing. I thought that was funny. 
Eve tries to even pulls off a couple of Hogan poses. Yeah, someone's got to do it because Terry's not there. So, well, I was sort of hoping that we'd get like three minutes of it. Yeah, going to do it, do it properly. That's <laughs> a real American. And Earthquake I... must flex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him saying that doesn't work for me, brother. Oh man. <laughs> um, did Big Boss Man have one of the best right hands in the business? Oh, great. Fucking, yeah. you know, great stuff. Um, yeah, he really knew how to work that punch. However, there is a long headlock rest hold really early. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's almost like they're taking the piss out of these British fans. Oh, yeah. These guys yeah. will lap up anything. Put him in headlock for three minutes. Fuck him. Because they were literally lapping it up. I mean, we, you know, like you said, we were at this time, we were absolutely starved of, of, of live wrestling events, good ones. You know, um, at this time, you could see a lot of wrestling at the old holiday the, camps. The Crabtree Enterprise had fallen. Yeah. You know, we, we, the, we still had the holiday camps. We still had the county shows and things like that. But these guys were loving it. You know, I mean, this was like, a golden era for the WWE, uh, WWF. Um, I actually saw this being held up in the crowd. Oh, nice. to see old sticker album. Yeah, dude. Series two from around that time. Um, you know, the old Merlin WWF sticker album. But like you say, there was a lot of people missing. There was no Jake Roberts. There was no Macho Man. There was no um, Hulk Hogan. There was no... You know, it was a lot of guys missing uh, from that. But talking about uh, sticker albums from that time as well. So this was seen in the crowd at that time. So it was it was being waved around by the fans. But I've got another Merlin album, which is massively British, uh, super British, as we've been called. And it's uh, the uh, Gladiators album from yeah. around that time. So this was 1992, so just slightly after. I mean, we're in October 91. So this is a British Gladiators album with some unopened sticker packets in there. Obviously, this is a complete album. Good Lord. Are you a gladiator? Okay. So there you go. Just a bit of pointless memorabilia because I saw someone wave a fucking sticker album. So we've got the WWF one here, which is a great well, album. This one. The closest thing we had to wrestling on Saturday night. It was, man. You know, it was a little bit of athleticism and a bit of pageantry. It absolutely was. Um, it's funny because Nick Aldis um, did, yeah, actually he, did. he was a gladiator. Yeah, a newer version. Yeah, that went on Sky. He was, yeah. He was. A, I mean, not, none of the other gladiators uh, uh, were wrestlers back in the nineties. I think uh, Shadow's currently wrestling, probably with some screws in jail um, oh, now. I mean, I saw. I almost sent you the picture. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a picture of him doing his favorite event, which was the duel event, where they had the sticks and they were trying to knock each other off these. Yeah. Things. And his eyes, man, they were fucking gone. Why? Yeah, he he must have done some serious racks <laughs> before he got up there. Well, that that white powder that they used to dust on their hands, they had them in the you know it before the event. It weren't chalk, bro. It wasn't. No, it was just in case another gladiator needed a bump before That's he. That's right. Got to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking, hell, where was I? Um, oh yeah. Sorry. That's it. Quake. Earthquake. Um, well, 
Bobby Heenan, in the meantime, picks uh, Ric Flair for the Battle Royal, you know. Of course. Of course, yeah. Obvious choice. Earthquake catches Big Boss Man from the top rope. I really like that. I was very impressed. It was, uh, yeah, he caught him, from, uh, it was an attempted crossbody, and Earthquake caught him. I thought, fucking hell, like, good on you, man. Like, no boss man had dropped a lot of timber, like, from when he joined in, like, 89 to 91. He was very, he was way more trim than he was back then, but still, he's a big fella. Uh, we're getting more rest holds. Um, <laughs> Don't you think it's weird, like, a lot of these matches on this card were literally just probably chucked together. Like it's really weird. Like it, there, obviously there's no storylines really going into it apart from maybe Flair and Piper. It's Flair probably- and Piper. Yeah. But there wasn't a Flair and Piper match. It was just kind of wove through yeah, the- in the battle royal. Yeah. It was yeah. just one of those things. Um, but it's just weird. Like uh, we uh, also get, Jimmy Hart saying that Bossman should have got earthquake insurance, something you should all have. Obviously. And then Bossman hits an Inzaguru. Oh, it's great. And I'm, I'm like that at this point. My arms are like, yes. fucking hell. Yes, right. Oh, Bossman, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's, uh, he's, he's thrown up moves that only the likes of Owen Hart and then we use him in 1991. That's right. Hell yeah. Like, let's, I'm all for it. And then <laughs> we get the... Uh, Canada's finest, the Mountie, um, for some reason. I think he was, they were in the back end of a feud, weren't they? What, the, bo- the boss man yeah, and the Mountie, yeah. Because yeah. the Mountie had just been to jail or something. Yeah, he, uh, he'd spent the night in the slammer in New York. Yeah, that's right. A jailhouse match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, now, that just reminds me of all the, all the, like, the clips after he lost that match where, you know, the, the police are asking for his finger and he's like, you want that finger? I'll give you that finger. <laughs> <laughs> like for 91, that's... Uh, Close that's, to the mark. Yeah. Um, Mountie trips boss man at ringside. We get one big elbow to the back and Quake is the winner. Terrible finish. It was oh, yeah. fucking not terrible. Even, not even his finisher. Like They're not even giving them quite the, the old earthquake. No. The tremors, nothing. Right. Uh, Bossman chases Mountie out of there. Mean Gene is with the uh, Royal Samovar Trophy, which uh, looks a lot like one of those jugs you put your drink in and then it's got the little pouring thing at the front. It's exactly one of them. It's a fucking tea... It's a tea urn thing. Yeah. You know, that you find at car boot sales and shit. Like, you know, or, or like, you know, when you used to play football and that, like they'd put, they'd have tea and coffee there for the parents. Like just a massive metal thing with a little tap on the front. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> sadly, up next, it's the, uh, it's Mean Gene with the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. And this is, this is proof that the beat doesn't always produce a great promo. No, that's correct. The beak doesn't always yeah. give us incomprehensible nonsense from Tornado. Not even Warrior good. This was just him spouting whatever he could think fist of. And, fist and fire, bro. He's coming with fist yeah. and fire. That's what he said. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. And uh, I just, <laughs> I literally just couldn't write anything down that would have made any get anything make it better. So. Mean Gene moves on to the Mountie and Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart everywhere. Um, I, I swear the Mountie calls him Kevin Von Eric as well. 
Kevin Von something, I think he says. He, he, I swear, he, yeah, he says, a new Kevin Von Eric. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. that is one of them, but that's not him. Yeah, like... it's a different one. Uh, he says that he always gets his man. He's the only law and order in the WWF. And he's royalty, bruv. He said yeah. it's royalty. Um, I am the law. <laughs> uh, Bobby Heenan also suggests that the Mountie will be there for tea um, with Charlie. Yeah. And when he says with Charlie, I'm often wondering if it's with Charles or with actual Charlie. Well, Charlie, yeah, you know, it's it's so weird, like, you know. Char- why does it always <laughs> come why does it always come back to Beak? <laughs> it always comes back to Beak. It's funny, yeah, because I, I was on there. there's like a thing with uh with soccer, with football at the moment, with Harry Kane, and his brother's called Charlie Kane, and that would be a, and he's his like his his agent, but isn't that just a perfect name for a drug dealer? Charlie Kane. Yeah, that's <laughs> that works perfectly. <laughs> um, we have got the Mountie and Jimmy with Jimmy Hart, sorry, taking on Texas Tornado. Uh, yeah. You know, Kerry Von Eric's in great shape. I'll give him that. He is not the winner of our award this week. I will say that. Um, no. No, there's yeah, a few in, possibles. He is in terrific shape. Um, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> he's got that adrenaline. He, yeah, gorilla wants to his body. He keeps calling the Mountie Jailbird uh, yeah. from the storyline back in back at SummerSlam. Oh, the Mountie's stalling here for time. Like it's like, how do we make this show longer? Yeah, and still keep the fans interested because they, I think, I genuinely think. Tornado could have like just sat there, chewed some bubble gum, and threw it at the mountain or something really pathetic like that, and they'd have gone mental for it. Yeah, he could it have was... taken he could have taken his foot off and started beating him over the head with it. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, he went there, folks. He fucking went there. I but think yeah. I think it's a testament to how good he was because you couldn't really tell. No, it's only. It's only afterwards when you know, and then you watch him when he does sometimes favour when when he's lifting. You can see that one leg's doing a lot of the work and stuff like that. But it's, you, at the time, there was no way. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Still yeah, there's there's right. there's no way. Still running. I think he must have been in real in considerable pain. But oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was probably why he was on a lot of painkillers and stuff like that because wrestling with two feet is fucking art wrestling with one foot and pretending you've got two feet i mean the the tassel factor of the texas oh, tornado yeah, alone was just belief. yeah oh you know baby face central it's uh yeah it's an impressive amount of tassels yeah now, I, I was gonna ask you and say that like because i put this i wrote this down i said are they phoning it in at this point but it's yeah, they, yeah. you know um so they're, they're, they are they are phoning it in a little bit, you know what I mean? That it's for me, this whole show is a, is a really weird one, and I think you've encapsulated it quite well. Where they didn't really even send out the best wrestlers on the roster to this to this tour. So you you had, I mean, Hogan wasn't there, Macho Man, uh, you know, Jake the Snake, Bret Hart. You know the the well, real big even, stars, even your slaughters or your Sids or anyone. No, sure there was no. Like, you know, yeah, like. they obviously they sent Undertaker, they sent British Bulldog, which was obviously the big pop. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to the Undertaker because I've got some stuff on him. 
But this match here is a fucking snoozer. Oh, snooze fest, bro. Yeah, like, absolute um, snooze fest. Tornado tries to tornado punch outside ring, ends up whacking the ring post. Um, Mountie gets this really shitty double leg takedown in the corner. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. And he manages to get his feet up on the ropes and oh, almost hump Tornado into a three count. Yeah, he looks He looks like he, he nearly had him in the same move that Ric Flair had that chick on the train in. Um, if you've seen the recent photos... You're going to have to put the photo up somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to have to put the photo up on this point. So how long ever we're in, we're like an hour in. I'm going to have to... Because that photo is just incredible. Like, I fucking... I'm, I'm, pretty, <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure it's not Rick, but, like, <laughs> I think he even made a comment about it. saying, it's Is it not Rick? Yeah. like, Is it not? I, I mean, I want it to be him so bad. It is just... He, he actually put a thing out saying, yeah, it's not me because Ric Flair don't ride trains. Woo! Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just envisaging, envisaging the picture now. And it's just, I wonder, I was like, why is Ric Flair trending? And I just literally just put hashtag Ric Flair in on Twitter. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I saw that as well and thought, oh, Ric Flair's trending. It could be really good or really bad. Like, And then you see the picture and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sorry, that was fucking... Yeah, I yeah. had to. It was. He literally had him in that position, though, weren't it? It was like he had his legs up and yeah, he had his, his legs on the, in the corner, like going for the pin. It was terrible. Horrible finish. Um, so Mountie gets back up to the ring as if they're going to restart the match they don't because Mountie just runs off yeah literally just fucking chicken shits it like he does the whole show literally runs off we get a very almost de facto funeral parlor segment um, with Undertaker and Paul Bearer the sands of the hourglass have run out for Jim Duggan apparently Um, it's all of that stuff it's I mean it's the Undertaker in 1991. It's it's all good. I'm not. Oh, it's, it's it's real good, man. It's you know it's. We have it's, some Phantom of the Opera style playing at the organ, the killer organ in the Royal Albert Hall, playing out the Undertaker's theme. I was sort of hoping he'd unmask it be Fred Durst and he's about to do Rolling, but never yeah. <laughs> happened. Um, it's Undertaker with Paul Bear against Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and at this point, I it came. It was. Sort of came into my head. This is the number one contender. He would be facing yes. Hogan at Survivor Series. Would be in the next pay per view, um, where you know Hogan would feign injury after not being dropped on his head and giving it the fucking, giving it the the, the spasms know, on the floor. Jack Tunney, and then oh. like you know saying his neck was hurt and all those bollocks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> got off track definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Duggan gets the upper hand. Like Duggan is over big time here. So over. However, it's a UK crowd chanting USA in a match with two Americans. Mm. Who are you cheering for here? They were just gassed, bro. They were just gassed. Allow them, bro. They, you know, they, like you said, exactly. We were we were fucking starved at this point. We were just snap, crackle, and popping. For, for anything, man, you know, it, literally anything. This whole show was pretty shit. 
Like it really was like it was absolute tut. Like, <laughs> but we fucking loved it because it was like this is the WWF in the Royal Albert Hall where Chris Dredd used to sing hymns as a child. Like, come on. Where there's the heat, bro. All things bright and beautiful, bro. Trust me, bro. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Undertaker's rope walk in 91, obviously. I mean, what a visual that is. Like, yeah. just it's just perfect. There's no... It's not old school at this point. I mean, no. something he used as a finisher, didn't he, in WCW, where he'd walk the rope and then drop the elbow. But When he was mean Mark, we've actually... Yes. Um, we we what pay per view did we cover? It was a really early one with Oz's debut. Oh wow, that's a was that a Clash of the Champions or was that go go, go back into the archives for that one? I think it was. Uh, oh shit, I I can't remember what that was. I think it was. Blimey, that well go back. Was it Halloween Havoc? Halloween Havoc, bro. Yeah. I think it was. Shit. Um. Go back in our archives and check that out if you want to see The Undertaker in his previous guise as um, Mean Mark Calloway, was it? Or Mean, Mark, Mean Mark Callus. Mean Mark Callus, that's it. Yeah. He was. I thought he was great back then as well, man. You he know, had, he had the tool. I'm, I'm amazed that someone in WCW did not see that this guy had the tools to, yeah, you know, get it done. Like someone said, he wouldn't draw, and that's who was his manager back then. Slick, not slick. Um, Teddy, Teddy, uh, yeah, it was um, Teddy Long, Teddy Long, yeah, Teddy Long, yeah, I think, yeah, was, but yeah, they someone, someone in WCW didn't think he could get it done, and that's because it wasn't that it wasn't that far behind because you had fucking Johnny Ace on that show as well. I think he wasn't that long before he joined the WWF in 1990, yeah, yeah, it what it really was. It was, it was way because we had it was fucking Johnny Ace versus me, Mark Callis. <laughs> On that show, look back in our archives, guys. You can check it out on our uh, on our previous reviews. But yeah, this that literally was maybe a year or two before this, and then now he's the number one contender now, for, for yeah. the WWF Championship. Uh, Jim Duggan goes for the two by four, and it, it's a DQ. It's not again. It's not a great match, so you're not missing anything when we when we it's get ter- it. Was it, fucking it, terrible. Uh, uh, the fans are cheering the guy using the weapons. Now, this is this is the UK fans being forward thinking. We, you know, we were into hardcore wrestling before ECW. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Them them international objects. We were were on it. Philly, Philly knew nothing about us. That's right. Yeah. You, you know the type the type of um, hoodlum that you'd see in the Royal Albert Hall. What 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 yeah. um, is nothing to the Bingo Hall. I'm pretty sure they didn't have, you know, slightly aggressive choir boys in the <laughs> in the, in the older bingo hall at the ECW arena. <laughs> Although I'm sure Paulie would have used it as a gimmick. You know, you know. Um, sorry, I'm now picturing a Chris as a choir boy doing his thing in the ECW arena. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, mean Gene. Mean Gene is with Roddy Piper. Um, this is one of the better promos because Bobby Heaton lies more than the government. It's fucking so uh, funny, man. And and he mentions Gaza as well. He does he get he get he talks about um Ric Flair claiming himself to be the real world champion, like and he likens it to being as much chance of him being as champion as there is being a boy George Jr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Piper Piper's getting it. Like he is 
proper. He's really, yeah, he's he, he's chosen violence today with his promo. Um, and it's a very good promo. And Piper in 91, we all know what's going on. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> he wants to party with Gazza afterwards. That's uh, right. He says he's taking that football player, Gazza, to the disco and he's going to ring a few bells. Now, what? What better time yeah. to talk about bells? Yeah. For those of you that don't subscribe, <laughs> do as Piper says and come and ring our bell. Come and ring our bell. So slap our bell, subscribe. This is Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on YouTube, or you may be listening to it on our various podcast platforms. Um, but yeah, watch us on YouTube. You get to see our faces. You get to see the merchandise. You got to see if, if you're watching on YouTube, you got to see a fucking Gladiators sticker album from 92. Come on, guys. Hit that bell. Slap the bell on YouTube. Subscribe. You don't even have you to know, slap it. You can be gentle. Just tickle it a little bit. It's fine. Tickle it, whatever, as long as you light it up. <laughs> so, yeah, for those that don't know who Gazza is, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a man that turned up in uh, turned up in a court once that I worked at. Uh, no. <laughs> Gazza, I will not have any... You will not sully that man's name. Uh, do I need to send you that picture, the picture of me on TV with Gazza? Yeah, I swear I've seen it, but you will not sully that man's name. He's one of the greatest players to ever kick a football. I don't give a shit. I'm not. Yeah, I, I I kid, but the man was a man was a hell of a talent. Um, Absolutely, and a wasted talent, really, because you know it. It in his in his playing days, he was just fantastic. He did everything he could do in the UK. Um, you know, he he played for England. He played for Tottenham. He played in Scotland for a few years. He he played in Italy and set them set the game on fire. You know, he was just absolutely one of the guys that was just a natural football player. But he did like to have a beer and he did like to have a party. And he even showed up when there was a guy, a gunman, who was being scoped out by the police, and he turned up with fucking. KFC. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, if, I remember that story. Turn up mental. If you like, all our American viewers or listeners and that, just type in Paul Gascoigne. That's who he's talking about. So you know, and you will see this guy's had a life, man. Like you know, it's fucking mental. But yes, he's been in court a few times, and you've got. Um, yeah, he you, just so happened to walk into my court one day. It's it's yeah. mental, like because in 1991, I think um, it Tottenham. It was a Tottenham Arsenal FA Cup final, bro. Semi. Was it the semis? Yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? Got knocked out in the semis by that. Yeah, one. man, it was fucking Gaza, cracking goal. But um, the last trophy you fuckers won. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong, actually. To be fair, he's pretty fucking spot on with that. But um, uh, yeah, Gaza. Can you, can you tell know. I'm not bitter about today, like about <laughs> any football whatsoever? <laughs> it's, it's early days in the season, but yeah, we it, to have. Uh, Piper talking about Paul Gascoigne, Gaza is just fantastic. Piper, just... Piper knew his pop culture stuff, man. Like he knew yeah, dude. He had to had to stay relevant and stay stay with it. And that was a uh, it was a good line. I'm sure that's what he said before he. Yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good line. Don't um, make me get the credit card out and start chopping up again. <laughs> it, oh man, um, Typhoon and Jimmy Hart. Um, with me and Gene and they uh, Typhoon says it's up to the uh, natural disasters to decide who wins the uh, battle royal they're not going to 
give away anything. They're not going to fight with each other, anything like that. Uh, mean Gene is Mean Gene's working hard tonight too. Don't get me wrong on that. Um, he's with Power and Glory. He's with Hercules and um, Paul Roma. Paul, yes, it pretty Paul Roma. Uh, Power and Glory. Yeah, uh, are you suggesting he one of them wins the Ico Pro Award? I'm I'm suggesting that they are in the running for. Oh, they're the in the running. Yeah, I don't for the Chat Crapple and Cheap Pops podcast Ico Pro jacked award as you can see these beautiful cups which are still available from us at chat grapple pops you can get us on twitter or instagram you can also um just ask get us on the, sort it out yeah just sort, yeah we'll get you you know who doesn't want an ico pro jacked award mug come on man um but yeah they're well yeah, up there in the running Her hercules and um big time paul roma big time is he yeah um Sorry, joke between me and Chris. Uh, That's a little inside joke. <laughs> big time Paul Roma. Uh, big time Paul Roma. They say so, it's going to be uh, Legion of Doom's downfall. Uh, they insist that they won't fail. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, mean Gene's <laughs> Legion of Doom. He, uh, Animal calls them little geeks. Um, they've beaten the best in the WWF. Hawk decides to just name injuries. He does it a lot. He does it all the time. Yeah. He did it in the WCW. The dribbling mess at this point. This oh. promo, he is literally dribbling. He's like foaming at the mouth. And I did. That's more than marching powder he's on. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, bro. Whatever he took, man, he was literally dribbling. He was all over the place. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's focused, bro. He is. He is. He is visualizing his lines. He is one of those in his LOD head. Power shakes. Yeah, bro. He is like swelling of the fluid sac surrounding the brain. Contusions. You know, this is what we dream about. He's there. Like, he's he's full on. I just thought it was weird. Like animals talking about you know beating the best and all that stuff, and then Hawk just starts naming injuries. It's crazy. Or some sour and gory. Sour and gory. It's just amazing. Like. You know, another very shouty LOD promo. Oh, classic promo. From classic shouty. I mean, but these guys are up for the ICO Pro Award as well, Absolutely. I would say. Absolutely, yeah. Um, these two, are, well, one, like Hawk in particular, is always yeah. seemed to be looking ready to burst out of his skin. He's ripped, for sure. Um, it is the Tag Team Championships. It is power and glory or as Grilla Monsoon call, called them very quickly Herc and Jerk Herc and Jerk which was great or you know or big time Paul Roma um, or big... <laughs> they are taking on the champions Legion of Doom it is a massive road warrior pop for 5,000 people I mean clearly the most over guy Chicago's ever seen um, lots oh, of hey <laughs> I almost thought I could sneak that in past you. Um, <laughs> very enthusiastic crowd for anything LOD's doing. They are really over. Like, yeah, don't ever get that twisted. They, these guys, you know, you might look at their night, like late nineties run and say how they weren't that good, but go back and check out their early stuff. Check out the stuff they did in the eighties where they were beating the shit out of everybody. These two, they, they knew how to make their money. Oh, they, they knew they knew what their game was. They knew how to do it. They knew it was over. They just they they fuck it. They done the they done the business, bro. That's it. 
yeah, again, lots of stalling, lots of it's a it's a basic match, you know. There's a couple of bits, a few nice drop kick from Hawk and stuff like that, and you know they work a very average basic tag team match. There's a nice hot tag to Animal, and then we get the it, the finish is the only thing that is any good. We also get Hawk no selling a pile driver again. Um, I mean that's just that's Hawk's way. It's Hawk, that's what he does, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Kind of like someone no selling being jumped dumped through a table. Bro, I was What's gonna fuck about we, this week? we forgot to talk about that as well. I thought we were just trying to ignore it, but oh, now maybe, that we're talking yeah. about no selling. Yeah. Um, yeah, sting no selling being put through a table on uh, live TV on dynamite, I think it was. So uh, yeah, it was, I, didn't, yeah it was. I thought it was a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't Paused. know about yeah, right. He's a 62-year-old man, bro. So it's like, it's like they just power slam him on a mattress. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> mad. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I, heard, I heard Bully Ray wasn't too thrilled about it either. Like, why would you be? Yeah. It's, a, it's you know, it was his bread and butter spot, you know, putting people through tables was his thing. But Yeah. Yeah, don't no-sell it. Like, it's like, I mean, Sabu used to do that as well quite a bit. Yeah. Well, Sabu used to go jump through in... tables. Yeah. Like, yeah. He used to smash the tables himself. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um, no selling pile drivers. It's not, not a good thing, but neither is no selling tables. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roma goes for a, Crossbody from the top, Animal catches him, turns it into a power slam for a free count. That's the best part about the whole match. It was great. And Roman nearly broke his neck as well because it was like, you know, when when Animal caught him and twisted twisted him round, he just yeah. tucked his neck enough not to take his head off. It was fucking great. Now, seeing as though Paul Roman was probably the biggest star in the match, I'm surprised he did the job. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. The most over uh... of everyone. Um... <laughs> we may speak about this on another podcast, but anyway. Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, Mean Gene, who is earning a crust here. He uh, he's with he's with Dave Boy Smith. Bulldog smells victory. You know, he says there's an old British saying. Yes, that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm not sure if this is a British saying. To be honest, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. It is. It is when you say the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yes, he said harder. He didn't say harder. He said harder. So mm-hmm. it's how you say it. Um, it is. And yes, I would definitely be putting him forward for um, our award this week. There is no Scott Stein on this show. There is no Ultimate right. Warrior. There's no Luger. There's no Lex Luger. You know, I'll, I'll you know founding fathers of the ICO Pro Award, if you will. On uh, Mount Rushmore. There are Mount Rushmore of, <laughs> of, of the ICO Pro Jacked Award winners. So you've got Scott Steiner, Lex Luger, you know. The, 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 there are Mount Rushmore. There's spots available, yeah. That's know. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Arda, they fall. Um, Arda, they fall. So, I smelt it, mean Gene, when I got off the plane. I smelt victory. Yeah, smelt it, Mean Gene. This is a really, this is a dead on impression. This is, I love him. I I'm love the British him. Bulldog. Uh, Lord Alfred Hayes gets introduced. You know, nice pop for him. 
he's been with the WF forever, it feels like. Uh, he's, um, he... but Bobby Heenan says that he was actually doing the uh, parking when the Royal Albert Hall opened 125 years ago. He was the valet parking guy. <laughs> See, this is why Heenan's the greatest. Like, <laughs> um, Lord Alfred's doing a bit of ring announcing here for this m- next match, which is our semi-main event. It is the Barbarian, who is big. He is a massive guy too. Oh, yeah, Barb. But, I mean, nothing compared to all. And he is announced, his weight is announced as 19 stone, four pounds. Yes, bruv. <laughs> nearly 20 stone of man, you know what I mean? He's, In America, you ain't got a clue what 20 stones is. Nah, he, like, but yeah, he's fucking huge here. And uh, So tw- 20 stones, we're talking, there's 14 pounds of the stone. So that's 280 pounds, nearly. Yeah, you're looking at that. It's... It's a huge pop for Davey. Like, I would have thought this crowd would have got tired with all the popping and cheering and that they've been doing, but they, they're just they're not quitting tonight. Oh, for you know, Davey, they've got, they're, they've got they're... the football horns, they've got the air horn things, they're doing their chants, they're doing everything. Yeah. Like, it's a, and they're not trying to get themselves over. No. No, it is a proper crowd. Um, There's no one crying. There's no one crying in the crowd. <laughs> To be fair, that guy seems to have done and done all right from crying in the crowd. People he has done all sorts like tickets, yeah, mate, impact shows and everything. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. We'll have to try that when we go to the back to the wrestling shows, bruv. We'll have to try and cry it's in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get told to leave. <laughs> we'll be like, look, sir, can you please just fucking do one? <laughs> um. Bobby Heenan insists that Heenan mania was way bigger than when the Beatles landed at the Guardia. <laughs> it was amazing. He's like, Heenan mania is running wild here. Yeah. It's amazing. Having that dig at Hogan again. Amazing. Um, he also suggests that the women were screaming at the airport for Ric Flair's hotel room number. <laughs> <laughs> or just what, what train he's getting home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't move. I'm trying to move on from that. You got to put the picture up again now. Like we have to put the picture up. There it is. Um, Yeah, sorry. Uh, It's it's a it's a classic WWF big man match. But Davy Boy gets technical. He's doing some good work on the arms and stuff. It's not yeah. that bad. It's not a terrible match. It's a bit long, but yes, it is a bit long. But it, like you say, it's two big guys going at it. But Davy Boy's trying to be a bit technical. Um, he ends up with a nosebleed, and Heenan says yeah, it looks like a two-car garage. Didn't know how he managed to get that though. Not sure. Maybe it was the lines of marching powder before the the match. <laughs> maybe just one of the like. Maybe because you know he's not used to doing it with like. 20 pound notes or 50s because he's been in America he might have been using smaller notes so the English ones might be slightly no, money you know, they made on that tour he was using 50 pound notes for sure you know he was pinkies baby pinkies <laughs> he's, he's probably probably just using them and throwing them in the bin afterwards as well yeah bro <laughs> um, Davy Boy Suplex always impressive like he seems to manage like everyone manages to get up for it and he manages to help him get that way that's right 
and yeah, um, the crowd is into every fucking thing he's doing. And he does hit that power slam for the win. And he lifts him up for that power slam. Fans know completely what's about to happen. They are going nuts in anticipation for it. And he gets a three count. So there's a, that's the semi-main event done. And like next up is uh, it's our Battle Royal. Well, the, only the, good, the, the only good thing they didn't do was double screen it. That's right. <laughs> hey, look, th- this was like a, a, a bit of a warm-up, though, for... Um, you know, uh, Bulldog and Bret Hart in the UK. Yeah, they'd be doing it the next year. The next year, you know, maybe it was a little test stuff, but because it, I, I, I yeah, think Claire and Piper's uh, feud would roll into Royal Rumble of night. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, they they were they. I think they were a bit dubious about whether they could actually make any money in the UK. Um, you right. know, but I, I think they they could they knew after this that. You know the amount of popping that this crowd was doing for every piece of dog shit they were feeding them. They were like, "Fucking hell!" If they're doing this for you know earthquake and typhoon, then yeah. what are they going to do for you know Hogan, Savage, you know? And uh, yeah, we almost we're almost there at this battle royal because Mean Gene's got one more interview with the Nasty Boys. It's pointless. It's garbage. It's shit. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, um, Lord Alfred Hayes joins the commentary booth. And here we go, the battle royal. It's basically everyone that's worked on the show. And Piper. And yeah, and Roddy Piper, who gets the main event sort of entrance. Everyone gets their own fucking entrance, so it makes everything longer. Normally, like battle royals, they would just sort of file out in single, like in order. But yeah, everyone got entrance music. It was like, oh man, like this is never ending. The, the, that was actually longer than the match itself. I'm pretty sure it was pretty close because, you know, we'll run down the names quickly. So we had Texas Tornado, Earthquake Typhoon, Tito Santana, The Mountie, The Rockers, Barbarian, Boss Man, Power and Glory, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, The Nasty Boys, The Real World Champion, Ric Flair, uh, Legion of Doom, The British Bulldog, The Undertaker. And I'll tell you what, the pop for uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was fucking big, dude. Yeah. You know, it really was. And people talk about pop, they've been like arguing about pops like this weekend. But some of the pops you're hearing, like they either wrestling fans now have short term memories or they just don't want to look back. They don't, they weren't around and they didn't see it. They so they think, oh, it never happened. I mean, there was one argument on Twitter about some guy who didn't know who Harley Race was. Bro, I saw a comment in an AEW group, I've seen it many times, where they have said AEW right now has, and I quote, the greatest roster in wrestling history. I will repeat that. Quote, AEW right now has the best roster in wrestling history. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to cut that now just as like, not with any context. I'm just going to have that and just have you on a loop saying that bit over and over again. (laughs) Like Max Headroom, just AEW has the best roster, yeah. best, best roster. No, it's fucking, it, it's insane, bro. You know, it's insane. Uh, yeah. Like we're talking, you know, we can talk about pops for a minute. We can talk about some of the best ones we've seen. You know, Hogan was Hogan's return in 1990. You know, go back and look at it. Ric Flair's return in 98 when after WCW almost sued him. He came back on Nitro that night. Like there was... There were more people crying in that crowd than there was, you know, in CM Punk Chicago crowd. 
Yeah, I mean, we, but we can talk about pops and heat as well. The stained pops, yeah, like, you, you know, know. don't shut up. Like, Hogan got a couple when he came back in 2002, like, I think one of the, I think it was maybe Montreal or something, just wouldn't let him talk. They just kept cheering. It's mental, you know. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't tell me it's the best pop ever when it's a guy in his hometown who's been away for seven years disparaged the company he worked for disparaged the business in general it was it was he hated wrestling blah 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 yeah it was a loud pop don't don't get it twisted we're not again we're not shitting on it but it's not the loudest best pop that has ever been you know it is you know there's been some saving saving that pop for rick flair's you know aew world title win oh yeah 17 times baby right baby and we're there for it mate. It's we're, coming. Fu- we're there it's, for it it's coming Ric Flair's going to roll up Kenny and that's it <laughs> um, so yeah where were we uh, the, the battle royal I'm we said this already I'm not the biggest fan of battle royals I think they're disjointed clunky you know mess they're, they're, they're a staple of British wrestling shows bro when yeah. you when you go to a British wrestling show, we've been part of a training academy or whatever. And it's like a lot of people's first matches will be a rumble, a battle royal. A royal or a rumble that can't use the word royal. Yeah. So they just call it a rump. Yeah. Or they call it a battle royal. So it's pretty much always, it's like a staple for British wrestling shows where you would have everyone who was on the show and a few trainees and all that chucked in to these battle royals where everyone's in the ring over the top rope we've it's seen like, a million don't see more on AEW with the amount of like you know talent they've got yeah i mean but they, they did have one didn't they they've had they've oh, had the casino royale yeah you know and it's like yeah i mean but and and this one was we will reiterate again it was shit it was absolute took but yeah. in 1991 in the UK, we've it's, the only battle royals we've seen are at fucking Butlins, you know. Sliced bread, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So they were they were there for it. They loved every minute of it. I mean, I'm not going to dive into every little bit of this battle royal. I'm I'm almost tempted to skip onto the final four, which is where where to be honest, I sort of took more notice. I mean, we we can do. I mean. You know, the Flair, the first Flair, person... and Piper, Flair and Piper went at it. You know, it was always going yeah. to be that way. Herc and Tornado were the first ones out, followed by Nobbs, Janetti, Barb, Tito, Hawk was out, Sags, Michael skins the cat in a lovely little move and then gets knocked out. Um, I thought Hawk would have lasted longer. Yeah, I mean, he, he just wanted to, you know, powder his nose. So he was, he's like, I'm done, mate. I need a hot shower. Um, you know, so you've got uh, Hot Rod eliminates Ric Flair um, and then gets uh, uh, Piper and Taker on the top rope and then Piper eliminates Taker and then Taker pulls yes. Piper out. Um, you've got another weird thing where you've got uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, he comes back and eliminates Quake. Earthquake. So Earthquake eliminates uh, Duggan, and then Duggan just literally rolls back in with a two by four, whacks Earthquake, and then eliminates him. And it's like, if anyone won it, it was Earthquake. 
no, I guess you still got to defend yourself at all times. Because I'm, I'm surely you can't be eliminated by someone who's already been eliminated. If Tunny was there, it happens, in, it happens in Rumbles all the time, though. Like, you know, what, Tunny. If I was Earthquake, I would have been complaining to Tunny, mate. Tunny was I'd probably been... feeding Hogan grapes on the beach. So, yeah, because you know. <laughs> peeling them and feeding them to him. Uh, but yeah, there was some weird shit. But then, yeah, we—I mean, we can go to the final four: uh, Typhoon, the Mountie, the British Bulldog, and the Boss Man. Now, at this point, my pick is the Mountie because you know he's clearly got the pedigree. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got the, got everything going for him, um, and he does manage to eliminate the Boss Man. And I mean, this is—it's classic booking. Two right. hits against one baby face, like yeah, it's just so easy at this point. Yeah, to get for the fans to get behind David, like especially you know, yeah, it's. I mean, they keep saying it's yeah, it's only a stone's throw from his hometown in fucking Manchester, which is easily <laughs> five hours drive from fucking the Royal Albert Hall. Easily, bro. I went to I went to Chester the other day, and it took us. From here, and we're not even, we're like north of London as well by about an hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Chester ain't even in Manchester. That took us easily four hours, over four hours. So you, it's a stone's throw, tis not. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. A hop, skip, and a jump for Davy, apparently. Who's a, I don't know what, he must have been taken to, to be round the corner. Yeah, I mean, while still he was in flying, home. mate. He's flying. Um, yeah, the fans are going crazy. Uh, Typhoon ends up clotheslining clothesline the Mountie out. And uh, let's just say you want to hear a pop. Go back and see Davey eliminate Typhoon to win this fucking match. Holy shit. Like 5,000 people. Yes, we've said they were star for wrestling, but they have done this consistently all fucking night. They haven't sat on their hands for any of it. They, yeah, they went absolutely mental for Davey winning this. Like, yeah, he was always going to win. It was the bloody, you know, it was in in his hometown, apparently, you know. Yeah, that's right. He in, could smell it in the air. In, Victory. In Manchester slash London. That's right. <laughs> he, he was actually announced from, because he's from Lancashire, you know what I mean? He's from, he's not even from Manchester. He's from like the outskirts or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's. It, it, yeah, he was announced from Lancashire. You know, his actual town he's from or whatever the, in, in Lancashire. So, um, yeah, the pop was just incredible when, when Typhoon gets back body dropped out. Yeah. Um, the natural disasters come in to attack Davy and ruin and, well, rain on his parade. And this is, this is another mad pop moment because on a, on a fucking crutch and all, out comes Andre the fucking giant. Yeah. Amazing. You know, even Bobby Heenan, like, you know, eighth wonder of the world, all that stuff. It's like, sweet Jesus. Andre the giant has made the trip. Hogan couldn't make the fucking trip. But Andre did. Yeah, Andre did. And Andre helped see off the natural disasters. You think he hits earthquake with the crutch as well. <laughs> it's mental. It's, it's, it's like Hogan saying no to the uh, collision in Korea. I don't think I'm going to make that one, brother. And it's like, you know, we need you to go to the UK, Royal Albert Hall, Terry. I don't think I'm going to make that one, brother. But Andre's like, yeah, fuck it, man. Well, Andre, you know, so, you know, if, we, if we're measuring it in the London Manchester sort of scale, it's only a stone's throw away from France. That's correct. 
It's actually London is probably closer to to like Calais than it yeah. is to Manchester. <laughs> um, and yeah, we get we get a very very classic so long everybody from Grilla Monsoon, and we get a, oh this this bit I I just I couldn't stop chuckling. We get a cheerio from a cheerio. Bobby and, uh, yeah. and Lord Alfred. I mean, you've you've got that you know Davy rolls out. Uh, Andre the Giant comes in to help. Absolute scenes, yeah. um, you know, cheerio, and and there we have it. That is, you know, battle royal at the Royal Albert Hall. Wow. One yeah. of the worst shows you could probably ever watch. I but, don't know. We've we've I've, I know we've sat through worse. Um, <laughs> we have sat through worse. Yeah. Like, yeah, like we've really sat through worse. But I mean, like, yeah, you you're right. It's not a it's not a brilliant show. But it's one everyone in the UK who has any sort of inkling of wrestling in that era probably still has the fucking tape. Yeah, well, we all know it. We all we all remember the we all remember the sleeve from the cover and all that stuff. Like you know, LOD on the front. It's it's just it's just real classic piece of uh, of British wrestling history. Oh yeah, of our of our time, like you know, enjoying wrestling. So it was, yeah. it was fun. It was fun to go back, but it was uh, it was also very real watching them take the piss. Yeah, it really. They literally did just like oh fuck it, you know, they'll they'll eat it up, you know, yeah. they really will. So it's um, I wonder when that. So the UK Rampage tour. Uh, I mean, this was 91 as well. So the UK was at Docklands Arena. Um, we might have to do this one, dude. Um, the UK Rampage. Okay. Uh, um, was that the one that was like a little bit before then? Was this possibly... I think so. You've got uh, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter. I think this is like the post-WrestleMania tour. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts, Ted DiBiase. Um... Yeah, this is, and you know who's based in 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 fucking Enfield, Silverfish. Yeah, bro, you remember? No wonder Enfield Enfield Town FC have got NXT UK. That's crazy. And the UK when's, performance. When's your shirt there. arriving? Huh? When's your shirt gonna arrive? Uh, I'm not sure, man. I, I've I've pre-ordered it. So are you gonna wear it on the show? Uh, I, I I absolutely will wear it on the show. 100%. Um, you know, I'll probably wear it to a couple of wrestling shows as well when we when we actually get out and about. There's a few wrestling shows coming up um, September time, I think. Okay. Um, we have to chat about that then, aren't we? We spoke about one, but I think you would... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I am. Something. Yeah, I have got things going on that I can't escape. To be honest, there was... I didn't... I didn't really fancy that show, no. um, but it was just, I've been starved of live wrestling. Um, you know, we will get there. We will get there. You so, know, I was literally chomping at the bit. I saw it come up. I was like, Oh, should we go to this Jordan? And he was like, no, you know, I can't make it. I was like, okay, cool. I looked at the cut. I was like, ah, fuck it, man. So with that, we move on next week. The cat is already out of the bag. We made we made the open challenge, the offer to our friend Bishop at TW Takes Podcast. He gladly accepted. So next week we will be shooting with Bishop. And it, I think we could 
easily go two and a half hours on that. We can we can go as long, you know, we got the stamina, baby. We can go into the night, like you know, you know what I mean. Like Ric Flair used to. Trust me, dude. We he's so Bishop is coming for a ride on Space Mountain um next week. Um, we will not have his legs held up like Flair does on the train. He's not getting the train, yeah. He's not he's not getting yeah, we're not getting <laughs> fuck's sake we've already gone there um yeah you know we're not going to run a train on him um we <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh bishop i know you're probably listening to this bro and it's all love as well man because yeah. we're both quite excited um about having you on it's 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 re- it's fun for us to it's you our, know, it's and our first podcast a guest absolutely absolutely and that's that's absolutely right that that bishop should be the one to do it so he he had to be the first he had to pop our podcaster cherry uh and he is gonna do that so please be gentle bishop and please use protection um don't go in dry at least gob on it first um be gentle with us because we haven't had, as Jordan says, we've not had any other podcasters on and it was only right that it will be you that we open up for. So we're ready for it, baby. Yeah. So that's, that's next week. <laughs> we haven't, we, we've got literally no plan. We have got some, some very interesting things coming up, but not until around about September time, like mid September. We, well, no, we've got, I, there is something at the end of August that we've got planned that I'm trying to arrange at the moment. Um, yeah. It is all pretty hush-hush. All I will say is it's someone to do with British wrestling, someone, a really crazy character um, to do with British wrestling. We're, I'm, I'm trying to organise it. Um, you know, he's penciled us in. We've got it penciled in for late August. So it's just, I mean, it's the, as we're talking, that's the 22nd. So we're in that late August territory. So we've got to pencil that one in. We, as Jordan said as well, we do have something for late September, is it? Oh, late September is a big one, yeah. Fucking absolute huge one. It is ma- absolutely massive. We, we don't want to spill the beans on that one, but it's huge. But yeah, so definitely we will do our reviews as well. We'll try and squeeze one in, I'm sure, after next week, after we speak with Bishop. So, you know, stick around for all that stuff. Definitely tune in to next week because there'll be some very, very interesting takes on that. We, you know, we have to thank everyone for keeping us in the charts for almost a week. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, man, we're up there, baby. Stuck around. Yeah. Thank you to the UK. Thank you to America for putting us in the charts. That one was a surprise too. Um, you know, we love, we love you for doing it. Fucking hell. Like we weren't, we're just two jack offs from Hertfordshire. Absolutely, you know, man. And it sort of helps us, you know, make that claim that we are Hertfordshire's number one wrestling podcast. Well, we are. There's no, there's, there's never in question, Jordan. If, there's anyone, question. if there's anyone in that Hertfordshire slash Bedfordshire area that thinks that they have a better podcast or they want to challenge us on that, suck it. I don't care. Yeah, two words, bro. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, real massive thanks for everyone that listened, watched, commented, sent messages, anything like that to keep us around these charts and stuff. It's it's a it's a weird and amazing ride. Like it's 
it's a it's a fun buzz that keeps us keeps us going and makes us definitely want to keep going and putting out more shit, which is you know pretty much what this is. There's more shit. It's more shit. I mean, we haven't even spoken. I don't. I can't remember if we spoke about what we're even gonna do next. I don't. We, no, we, we don't. Haven't. And that's that's how we like to do it. We don't like to. We don't like to make things too keep things too formal. Sometimes we like to, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. Absolutely, because a lot of the time we will, you know, we'll just randomly talk about something. Go, oh fuck, maybe we should watch that. You know, it's just that's literally how it happens. Um, and I sometimes wish people had access to what we've spoken about in our video chats, like when we're just talking. <laughs> I've actually some got <laughs> some of those wrestling takes are pretty wild. They're pretty wild. And even some of the like pre-podcast banter between us, like we because you know, Jordan clicks record or whatever on the old zoomage, and then you know, we're still talking about some shit we're talking about, you know. Talking about the blooper reel. But the, the, the blooper reel is just incredible. We should really do like a, a blooper reel. We've got the footage is there, bro. I think, I think drip feeding bloopers could be quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't keep it as a reel, but just have it as like, you know, little clips here and there, like just to just to keep yeah. everyone laughing. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. I don't think we have anything else to add. Um right. you have seen NXT by now. Um, so I'm glad every, I'm hoping everyone enjoyed it. I hope it was as as good as the hype you know, sort of gives it, but Raw will have probably sucked. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to find us. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to NXT personally as well. Um, I'll be watching that uh, tomorrow when I'm uh, at work. I'll have it on. Oh, yeah. I'm um, just- I'm going huh? to bed. I'm going to bed tonight. I'm not staying up again. You're not, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not staying up. I've got an early start in the morning. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching it tomorrow. I'll have it on because I'm excited to see Joe come back. I, I, I mean, seeing him jump through the ropes again was just incredible because I'm a real mark for Samoa Joe. We've, we've um, been, been Joe marks for a long time, and it's yeah, good. mate, for oh, for years, for yeah. many years. Um, so yeah, we're excited for that. So like jordan said thanks everyone for watching listening paying attention fucking tweeting us uh messaging us you know having the banter shout out to all our podcasting friends shout out to our next guest on the show who's going to be our first podcast guest on bishop at um terrible wrestling takes so we're looking forward to that it's going to be the next show and then yeah whatever pay-per-view we watch next it won't be wwf or wwe it will probably be tna wcw uh something like that but yeah from myself chris dread jb i guess that is uh a cheerio cheerio so long everybody take care <laughs>